back everybody second part of the Christmas trilogy the trig vector of Christmas podcasty crap <laughs> I was podcast-y almost on a roll podcasty crap podcasty crap that's us um, I'm just about to open up a beer to celebrate Christmas it's called Bad Santa that artwork Christmas special that artwork is wonderful we just take a picture if you just pop that there's, there's a little comes with a little Christmas hat you just hold it up for us if you don't mind that is wonderful. This was the... So it was actually an advent calendar, the box. But oh, I yes. took them all out. And um, this, I think this was, you know, Christmas Eve's one. Or Christmas Day's, perhaps. I don't know. But um, I think it's a limited edition one. It's 6.5%, which is pretty good. All the blurb, apart from saying it's a Christmas special 2017, is all in German. Mm. Oh, so it's special for this year. Ah. Well, I've got uh, a bottle of Brewdolph. Oh, is... nice. Uh, Witchwood. Yes. Oh, Golden. It just says Golden Christmas Beer. And guess what? It's a picture of a reindeer or Rudolph holding loads of sprouts. Or could be holding loads of bud, actually, if you have a look. Could be either or. Not sure. Oh, I see. It's the joke that keeps on giving, the sprouts thing. Yeah. I didn't realise sprouts and Christmas was such a hilarious um, pairing. Can't, uh, you can't get away from it. Like Although there was that uh, bottom Christmas special one. That was funny. Not the not the first one, but the second one. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that where he knocks himself out with Chris? Actually, is it set on Christmas that one? It's the one where the, he eats too much of these sprout stuff and ah. he knocks himself out. I, I thought season three of uh, the bottom ones weren't that good. Mm. But still, Rick. All right, still oh, good, oh, but just not him. as good as one and two. Bless him. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to a podcast I started listening to called Story Break. Apparently it's the guys who wrote Video Game High School, you know that one that's on, it's on Netflix. Ah, oh, right yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. What they do is they just riff about hypothetical adaptations of beloved properties, like the first episode is Legend of Zelda, and they, they basically just kind of try to break the story on it by talking about what the film or TV series version of that thing could be like. Oh, cool, yeah. The first episode was excellent, it was really, really good. There was a couple after that where I listened to them and I was like, eh. But then the, the one I'm listening to now, they've gone back to their, their best, I think. Cool. Even though I can't off the top of my head remember what it was, but it was really good. So I recommend giving that a, list, a listen to, for sure, guys. Yeah, just subscribe in the usual ways to the podcast. Well, I'll give a shout-out. It was Terry who um, alerted me to the presence of Lazy Gamer Reviewer. Okay, oh, e- yeah. L-G-R, yeah. Uh-huh. The very short, punchy reviews that are on uh, YouTube. Uh, he's been going, he must have been going for four or five years. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of Christmas ones, so you can check them out. Mm-hmm. His particular niche or his avenue that I've noticed, which I like, is he he does DOS games for the um for the PC for around about ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine sort of thing. Uh-huh. But he does talk about other stuff. But that's mainly what I've noticed him doing. And uh-huh. uh, for me, that's fascinating because it's a um it's games that I don't I don't know anything about really. Yeah, I had a PlayStation in that time. And it looks a lot similar to like an Amiga sort of thing. So right. it's it's fascinating. And as I say, they're really short. So in the morning, instead of watching the news, I just watch them. Yeah. Because they're really cool. And he's a nice enough lad, yeah. He, I watched... What was the one that we sh- you shared in the group? I watched it. Uh, oh, was that a Christmas one that he done? Yeah. Oh, I had the on. official Christmas... That's uh, right. Uh, what what the, makes it official? The official father Christmas game. That's right. Uh, I actually played that for the one we... The first one, yeah. Uh, the first uh, Connox Lair Christmas special. What an episode. 
What is it? What an episode! Check it out. Right, stop this one now. Go back to that one because it's better. <laughs> yeah, probably. Three years. This will be. Right, see a Christmas special. Not bad. Oh. That is it. Yeah. yeah. What time frame are we talking about with it? <laughs> hey, shall we play some games? Yeah. Let's sure. Do it. Christmas. Ho ho ho. We're retro Christmas gaming, special. so we're gonna do this. Fucking let's go. There you go, what's that? But it's Gremlins on the... Is it the Atari... 5200? That looks better than some of the games on that pack I've got. Mm. So are the keys mapped to your controller, right? Yeah, yeah, I've sorted it out. So it's just D-pad and then... Uh, B button, maybe, or something? Uh, a, I'm not sure. Why's Billy got a sword? So what are you looking at? What's happening? Whoa. This isn't... This must be more powerful than the one... The, the pack I've got. Good that noise, isn't it? You know, for an Atari 2600 game, this mm-hmm. can't be 2600. It no, it's 5200. Oh, that was the more power, right? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it's a single screen, kind of a bit like Robotron, the way it looks, anyway. And there's a lot of Mogwais wandering around. And gremlins at the same time. Oh, shit. When you get hit, you turn into a skeleton. Oh. I quite like this game, you know. Yeah, you know what? It's it's pretty good. Isn't it? How can you pick up one of them? When... Yeah, you've got to pick it up and put it in the box oh, one right. at a time. You've got to... There's, there's bits of food and water, isn't there? So if it, if the mogwai touches the water, it multiplies. Ah. If it touches the food, it changes into a gremlin, I believe. And you've got to stop them from doing that, essentially. It's good, though, isn't it? I quite liked it. I liked how you just straight away said Billy as well. That's quite impressive. But why has he got a sword? That is quite... Is it two... It's two player at the same time, is it? Uh, is it? Well, it's just got one and two players. Oh, right. While you're playing, I just want to say a couple of things there. Did you know... Fuck, so as I've just wanted to... Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I died. But I want another go. I thought that was good. The music's awesome as well, isn't it? It's got like proper beefy. <laughs> so, do you know? Do you remember Gang Beasts? I mentioned a while back on the podcast. I was talking about, it and I couldn't remember the name of it. I mentioned it on the last episode, actually. Mm-hmm. It's the the sort of uh, the fighting game uh, where there's like, it's a bit like uh, what's that? Um, the Mario game, the fighting one. What's that called again? Smash Bros. Yes, thank you. It was a bit like that. But a bit like a lot more violent and more comedic and stuff. It's by Double Fine, isn't it? What Gang Beasts? Yeah. Uh, is it? I, I'm sure I looked at it after you mentioned it. And it's... All right. Well, it's coming out on the PlayStation Four on the 12th of December, which I'm very jealous about. So I, I tweeted the developers, and they replied saying that because um, I said, "Look, is it going to come out on Xbox? Do you think because of the the whole Xbox parody or parody, whatever how you pronounce that thing?" You know how they they don't want if they want if they want a game to come out on the Xbox after it's come out on another console, mm-hmm. they want it to be worthwhile for Xbox users, so it has its own like special content and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like if No Man's Sky came out on the Xbox now, it would have to have like loads of special stuff just for the Xbox users. That's the whole, which I mean I can kind of understand, but it doesn't really help the gamers. We just want every game we can. Uh, but the developers anyway replied saying that in the new year they were going to have some find some time to speak to other platforms and see if they can do something. 
So, I mean, the only reply to me because you know it's me. I'm really special. Yeah, did you uh, use the God and Slayer hashtag? Man, that's got some pulling power. <laughs> I think I actually just used mine, which uh, is even more surprising, really. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, we might see that. Another game I wanted to chat about, Fortnite. You wanted to mention this as well, didn't you? I did, yeah, because mm. uh, Simon uh, gave with a heads up of that, saying it was like a kind of free version of um, Play Unknown. Yes. A more... A cartoony take on it. I would say it's exactly what it is, yeah. Oh shit, I just. I think the controls of this game are really good as well. I think it's really tight. Tight, tight. Ah, ooh, we both said tight at the same time. It just surprises me because when I see the Atari fucking like. The I've logo. never heard of this one as well. It's good, isn't it? It is, it's a good game. You were Fortnite, obviously, Simon mentioned it and I had, had a go after I listened to the, the special again and I really, really enjoyed it. I think because it's free makes it a hell of a lot better. Mm. It's um, it gets updates quite a bit, so it's always dropping new content, new game modes. In fact, there's a new game mode, fifty versus fifty. I see that. It's yeah. only available until the seventeenth of December. So, sorry if you were relying on us for your uh, y- your information, but <laughs> this won't be released by the seventeenth of December. But yeah, they're going to have a, a series of timed events apparently coming up. Which is pretty cool. But I mean, like as Simon was saying, the whole idea is it's 100 players get dropped on this island and you've got no weapons, you've got a pickaxe. The thing that changes you, change, uh, is the difference between Fortnite and Player Unknown is mm. you can build stuff. Mm. Obviously, Do you ever utilise that? Sometimes I, not, not ever to a. The reason a great degree. It never sort of saves me life or anything, but I do use it sometimes. Now, I listened back to a podcast a while ago, right? It was a re- it was an old one that we'd done. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Fallout. You just started playing it. Oh, yeah. And at this point, I'd sunk like about 50 hours into it. And you were telling me stuff about Fallout that I didn't know. Oh, yes. I started to realise that I don't pay attention sometimes with tutorials and stuff like that. Right. So, I'm going to ask this about Fortnite, because I generally might have missed it. But do you think... When you dropped in, was there any way that showed you what buttons done what? No. Right. But I think they rely on you playing the, the single player mode to, to actually understand. There is a single player mode, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Fortnite, the game, it's called like survival or That's something. That's the one you have to buy, though. Yeah, yeah. So if you play that, it'll take you through it. But Yeah, yeah. but to be fair, the, sing- the multiplayer one that's free would be you dipping your toe into the product. Yes. So why... Like, my first game... I bummed around, couldn't find a weapon and got killed. Uh-huh. The second game I had, I picked up a weapon and there was somebody, somebody outside in the stairs, right? And I picked up the weapon and I didn't know what buttons brought, like, put Did, the weapon yeah, yeah. on uh-huh. and you know what I mean? So I'm like wheeling through them. Luckily enough, he fucked up and I don't know why he did, but it was a lucky break, I guess, uh-huh. because that would have been a really frustrating experience for me mm. on my second go. Uh-huh. So I got a bit of a goal where I could bum around, get the hang of the controls and stuff. I've got to say, I didn't really gel with it. Um, I didn't like... I'm not very good at it, so maybe that, like, maybe that sullies me forward of the game. But I didn't think the combat felt very good. It didn't feel, like, um, satisfying when you killed anyone or... The guns don't feel very good. Um, yeah, I agree. It's 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 too cartoony for my like. And from yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I'm just I'm still really looking forward to play or unknown. Although I'm I'm not going to dive straight in with that. I'm going to give it a couple of days to see if it actually works. 
because if it's if it's shit if it doesn't work properly on the xbox one then i'll just be like oh well fuck that it's alerted me to something that um i think i'd find it too stressful because yes. even I, I found fortnite like i wasn't enjoying it that like a load but i did find it incredibly frustrating when you're just sneaking around uh-huh. and some kid like picks you off from miles away with a sniper rifle yeah and the same thing will happen on a play unknown to me mm. i know it will and it'll just be infuriating like We've mentioned it when we're talking about Player Unknown. I just don't think I'd rather watch like YouTube videos about it. To be honest with you, uh-huh. because I I like the concept of it. I just don't think I'm going to be very good at it and right. enjoy it. Uh, I mean, speaking of the concept, it is such an incredibly popular concept. It is, and I feel a bit sorry for the uh, the makers of the game. To be honest with you, well, Player Unknown. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, it's a difficult thing to sort of patent, isn't it, really? It's not a, a concept that you can kind of say, right, this is ours. But they tried, didn't they? They tried to like, open a lawsuit against them for, for basically copying their idea. But my thinking was, why aren't more... Or in fact, not even why, but I can see very soon more AAA developers releasing this mode for yeah, their, for their agree, engine. Yeah. Can you imagine Battlefield 1 having a mode like that with their engine and their mechanics and stuff? Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely brilliant. The only problem is having a world like in land, an area big enough. It would have to be fucking huge. Right. But I think it would be it would be awesome on something like that. That sort of engine. I mean, you're right in what you're saying because I think of a, uh, I think of horde mode on um, I th- I'm sure Gears of War two that popularised that right. Yeah, and yeah. Like now, yeah. practically everything. Well, maybe it's not now, but there was a period in time where yes. every game. Well, mode mode. Red Faction Armageddon, if you remember, that dropped the oh, absolutely yeah. awesome multiplayer from Guerrilla, which is it's a game that we haven't really talked about too much, so we'll definitely have a special on that, I think. Uh, I would like that to, yeah. was probably the best multiplayer game that I can remember playing, on, especially on the 360. It was just so that fucking and, um, good. Yeah, that and Left 4 Dead, for yes. me, were just the were, they were multiplayer, but they were, because we're... Um, Red Faction Gorilla, it was the whole destruction of the environment mm-hmm. and the backpacks, which just made oh, it yes. so unique. The thing about it, which why I would like to, it's a bit late now, but champion the game was because not many people were aware or yes. really said that the multiplayer was that good. Yeah. I thought it was fucking class. It was. It was one of the best on the 360 for without a shadow of a doubt. And if we ever get to a top 10, I'm sure I will talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like EA just told one of their developers to just drop whatever they were doing and make a, a, a battle battle royale or battlegrounds version of their game. Like, I would not be surprised. Oh, I agree, totally. Yeah. I think that anthem game that's coming out that could probably launch with one. Whatever the fuck that anthem game is, that could probably come with one ready made, baked in. I hate that phrase when people say that it's baked in. That's the first oh. time I've heard it. And yeah, oh, well, like it. software developers say it all the time. They go, "Oh, yes, this mode's baked in, so we can't take it out." Ah, oh, fuck off. Have you had enough of that game anyway, mate? I, I think, um, in closing, yeah. when you were talking about Gremlins, there was a one on the NES that I'd seen. Ah. James and um, Rolf playing. Uh, James and Mike playing. Okay. And um, it looked... It looked more complicated than this. Uh-huh. But this looks... This plays really good. Uh-huh. I, I, like, I would recommend anyone who has access to emulators like you do... Uh-huh. Just giving this a go, it's pretty fucking good. I, I love the the animations, like it's blocky. Uh-huh. And but 
it's so tight the controls yeah. for a game like this it's a nice little concept as well isn't it yeah it's got a lot going on later on because after you finish a level it takes you to another single screen level where you've got to it's rinse and repeat but there's quite a lot of um, variety in what you've got to do I mean the one I'm on here now there's no mogwise to save it's just all gremlins mm. but there's pools of water so you want to stop them from like multiplying it's pretty good yeah I'll pause it here and you can turn it off but yeah I would First time I've ever seen that, actually. Yeah, cool. Nice one. What is this that you're... This is Gremlins 2, the new batch. Not what? the old batch, the new batch. And what we're playing on? The NES. The NES, yeah. Mm. I'm just going to... Nice, Ooh. that's arcadey. Who made this? Sunsoft. <laughs> they are. Got a bit Not of by a... me. <laughs> got a bit of a cut sequence here. Oh, there's him, Billy. You just give the thumbs up. Oh. So... Mogwai, as he's known, what's he called? Gizmo. Gizmo, he's, he was stuck in a uh, cage, and now he's out the cage, and he's walking around a, uh office. Are you controlling Gizmo? Yeah, he's walked, uh, walking around an office. Spoiler alert, did you just say? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought you said spoiler alert. No, uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, big tomatoes. Isn't that one of the gremlins, is a uh, big tomato? Well, um... They genetically mutate some of the uh, yeah. the gremlins, so you get a spider one. Yeah, like the one that's all like plant life. Does that look civilized to you? <laughs> Good impression. Thanks. There's also the has the oh, angel shit. of death riff on it, which is amazing. Oh shit! But it's not a Christmas. Actually, I've just noticed the flaw in this, Tom. Oh, it's not a Christmas film. <laughs> I don't think it's a Christmas film. Fuck it. Well, anti-Christmas. Yeah. Fuck Christmas. Pile of shite. So Ross, um, I've just died. While I'm dying on this game, first of all, would you like to pass me the bottle opener so I can open up my bottle of, of Grudolf? Course, yeah. And second of all, would you like to talk talk about Hugh? Yeah. Not you, 
Hugh. Hugh. So I get, like, like you do, I download everything that's free with a particular, like your Xbox and PlayStation. So they were just lie in there, the games, and um, I've just recently, a Christmas present to each other, we bought a new TV. It's oh, only yeah. like, um, like a biggish, t- a bigger than what we had. And the colours are like, you know, they, they look so vibrant. 4K, yeah? It is 4K, but I don't know how much actual I'm getting out of that because of... Um, uh, the PS4 or something. It's the PlayStation 4 and also like my Netflix account. I'm, I'm on the middle version of Netflix. Right. I'm thinking about Mary's upgrading. But um, anyway, Hugh is like... It's a puzzle platformer where you, you, you obtain different colours throughout your journey. Yeah. And the colours are used as puzzles. Right. And it has a kind of very indie kind of voiceover to it and stuff. And I thought it was wonderful. I I, I went through it in like probably two or three sittings. Right. A few screens were a bit challenging. But I, I thought it was a really, really uh, beautiful game. Like the colours are so vibrant. And, and some of the puzzles are quite ingenious. So I would say anyone who who has downloaded it in the past and it's just lying on the desktop, say if you've got a PlayStation account, because I think it was two months ago it was free on there. All right. Really, like, really well worth your time, I think. So is it like kind of in the same way that that's rain, Rainbow Runners or whatever I call it, Rain Runbow? Mm. Oh, I've got them on a pogo stick. Well, hey! I'm just smashing everything in sight. Yeah. Right, so in the same way that that was kind of utilised different colours for the backgrounds and stuff, is that sort of thing? It's more like there's like blocks and stuff that you have to stand on. Uh-huh. So you have to get rid of one colour to make it into a different colour. Right. The more colours you get, you get a wheel. There's a wheel mechanic in the game. Yeah. Like with one of the analogue sticks. So if you pick up... Your first run through, you as you begin your journey, you might pick up one colour. Uh-huh. So like then you might just turn the colour off and on just to get through like a block. Yeah. But then later as it goes on, there's more stuff going on where you have to use the right combinations and stuff. It's it's tough later on, but it's never like unf- it's not a punishing game at all. And it has a um a kind of story about like uh, a mother and a child and stuff. So it's quite indie centric, which I've noticed the PlayStation games are quite geared towards that. The free ones because mm-hmm. I got Gone Home. Oh yes. A while back, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd played through that, and uh, there was another one that I got, which is, well, we've all gone to Rapture. Oh yes, uh, I got yeah. that free. Was that free as well? Was it? Yeah, I oh, went yeah. halfway through it. You know, Dear Esther. Have you heard of that game? No. It's along the same lines. Right. Well, it's playing the Sage. Really. The Sage are playing with a live orchestra in a walkthrough of that game. Really. Yeah, in wow. January. Apparently, it's like. It's it's just starting out a new idea. That sort sounds of thing. awesome, yeah. The Sage, for anyone who isn't from around the area, is like this... Um, well, actually, Google it, if you're interested. Google what it, the right. actual What the actual building looks like. Yeah. A giant metal slug that would take on Godzilla, I yeah. would say. Like, it's a big bastard, like... But um, it's got amazing sound quality there, so I, I don't know if it's worth... I've never played um, Dear Esther... I group it in with Welcome Home wrongly or rightly, I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't get a lot out of Gone Home and um I think I got Welcome Gone, to Rapture. Gone Home I think was free um on Xbox as well, so I've got that sitting there. 
You can finish it in one one sitting. Yeah. Me and Lou went through it, and uh, I don't want to spoil it now if you haven't played it. But uh, there was something I said about it, and it turned out that that was the actual story. Right. I can't believe that this flipping comment that I said turned out to be the right <laughs> thing. Fuck. But um, it's got an eighties charm, so if you enjoy uh, Stranger Things and yeah. stuff like that, which it's very flavor of the month now, isn't it? Eighties, yeah. so. It's got that kind of vibe gone for it. Mm. But it all feels like they've used the the graphic engine that was on uh, Half-Life 2 and just built these games around yeah, them. Yeah. That's what it... So like, this very simple physics... It's built in Gary's mod or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it feels like. Do you want to have a blast of Gremlins 2 the new batch? I would love to. Yeah, you can. Oh, Wow. Music. It sounds like a, a save room in fucking Final Fantasy Seven. It does. Now I would controver- I would controversially say that I think um, Gremlins Two is be- slightly better than Gremlins One. Because it's not set in. Um, Christmas. No, it's not set Christmas. But I no, I, I like I prefer Gremlins One as a as a film. Why? Definitely. Just because I, I it it was brand new and it typically sequels in those days kind of just. War was fucking set in New York, like Home Alone. Home Alone Two, lost in New York. Right, but you gotta respect New ha- York. How out there, Gremlins Two. Well, I mean, we had some crazy ideas, but I don't think that was necessary to its. Uh, what the ever the opposite of detriment is. <laughs> While you're playing, I want to talk a little bit about some stuff. Okay. Then. Did you know Ubisoft? Ubisoft's microtransactions beat digital sales for the first time. Did you know that? I don't know. Uh, so the the amount of money they made on microtransactions outweighed the amount of money they made on digital game sales for the first time. Scary, that, isn't it? We talked last year on the Christmas special about their DLC policy, so if you want to hear about that, listen to last year's Christmas special. Okay. So that leads me on to talk about... Well, actually, to, to kind of cover all of this next sort of segment, if you like. Should gaming be governed by gambling laws and should children be better protected? Okay. Go for it. Um, so, EA Battlefront 2 controversy. You know, when it, the Battlefront 2, did you hear all about the controversy? Like, people can't have missed it. If you're a gaming podcast fan you're, and a gamer in any way, you've probably seen about the the total kickoff about Battlefront 2. It was things like it took 40 hours to unlock the most popular heroes. They were really pushing towards microtransactions and loot boxes. Mm. There was a comment on, or a post on, um, and it was one of the comments by one of the developers, I believe, on Reddit, which was the most downrated comment in Reddit history. And it had that, um, the the thing that's become a meme is where it said in the comment that there's a pride and accomplishment that uh, players feel from unlocking all the characters. So like that's now a fucking internet meme. People saying uh, the pride and accomplishment of going for a shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, How much does going for a shit cost in cash? Exactly. (laughs) One of the EA's community developers, or community managers, tweeted about armchair developers in the community uh, as though gamers have no right to complain about the aspects of the game as they aren't developers, and that obviously caused loads of of controversy as well. People kicking off about that. It's quite funny that that didn't help at all. No, exactly. (laughs) But then... EA or DICE or whatever, they reduced the cost to unlock special characters by 75%, but they also lowered the amount of credits that you gain from completing like objectives and stuff 
uh, drastically so it cancelled itself out. Oh, did they? Yeah. So it was like total wah, backhanded wah. sort of thing. But then they removed the refund button from the website. So if you wanted to get a refund on your game after you'd bought it, you had to go, you had to call up. And then it just so happened that it was taking like half an hour to get through to somebody on the phone to process your refund. And how much was this phone call costing you? Exactly. Uh, there's a cooldown on the arcade mode, which is like the single player mode, of three hours to earn credits to play it, like to, to then continue with the game. So you'll play the arcade mode, and then after you've played it a few times, it'll say, please come back in three hours to play the arcade mode, like a mobile game, basically. Mm-hmm. And they say that they've done that so that people don't just grind on the arcade mode instead of playing online. Um, so they've moved that, that possibility by but giving you cooldowns. This, how, how much does this game cost? Like 60 quid. So well, it's not like 50 a, quid. It's not a free game. No, yet. exactly, but it's got loads of the free yep. free-to-play elements. So the, for the, this... I think this might be one of the first times that there's been this crossover to this extent. Well, absolutely. I mean, EA bought um, PopCap, I believe. Uh, you know, well, um, the developers. Yes. And Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, and if you look at the second Plants vs. Zombies, which is basically just pay to win. Yeah. That's all because of them, really. Um, and as I've said, they're, they're trying to push the mobile gaming business models into consoles and PCs. Um and it's not about, you know, how they, they removed the feature as well. They, they went back and said, uh, we're going to take all of the uh, the microtransactions and loot boxes out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to remove them. That was them trying to save face. And like, oh, we're going to take them all out. But the fact that they were in there in the first place and they can take them out and it doesn't infect the game, the gameplay or your progression or anything really is an absolute disgrace. And they said that they're going to put them back in eventually anyway. So what the fuck's the point? I the- feel like if you buy a... a- game for that price there's no like justification for this no like exactly. to me and there's a crossover I mean I play a lot of Battlefield 1 which I'll talk about probably next episode and um, you you don't like you paid for the product you don't have to pay any extra for, yeah. for skins yeah. and that's all it is on that game Yeah, exactly. and that's what it should be it shouldn't be like oh someone's won because they fucking paid for like an extra hero or some shit yeah. It's got a Metacritic, last time I checked, a Metacritic score of 0.9, which is kind of good. <laughs> which is a fuck you in your uh, faces. And all that. the all the, uh, the reviews are kind of funny. Um, so I think the worst part is that they, they did have this version of the game without the paywalls, and uh. then they've obviously just monetized it. Also, they said that they weren't going to have skins, because, you know, that's one way to make, make money by selling skins. Well, that's and stuff what I said went. about Battlefield 1. Yeah, yes. it's got skins on your guns and stuff like that, which it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't give you any... Yes. It doesn't make you any better at the game, uh-huh. but it just makes, like, bragging rights or, mm-hmm. or something, which if people want to buy that, that's fine. But I bet you there's been a market research said, well, there's only a certain percentage of people who buy these skins. Yeah. Why don't we just make it so that they buy fucking, I don't know, a rifle that kills somebody in, like one shot you've got these things called star cards apparently uh, and if you unlock a star card then you can you can use it to to buy bonuses that do actually make you better at the game that like give you more grenades or give you a higher powered weapon and stuff yeah. like that and you, ha- you can buy them you get them in loot boxes so so it, it is a case of you can pay to win which is a fucking disgrace but the um the skins they said that the skins don't exist, but someone's like sort of cracked the game and found all these skins in the code. Mm-hmm. And there's dozens of skins for different characters that do actually exist or are in the game, but they just haven't actually said you can you can use them. 
because and they so they said no, you, you, there's no skins. We're not going to make any skins for the game, but they're actually in there. It's just fucked from start to finish. Who would have thought that something that had the Star Wars name would be uh, an excuse to, to sell tart to people? Well, it, it kicked off, and then there was like this whole debate. Um, Belgium, the Belgian Prime Minister or one of the ministers in Belgium said uh, that he wants loot boxes to be labelled as gambling yeah, and like banned from games and stuff like that so I don't know it's all still in, up in the air but it's it's a disgrace like I just think a year of I think they'll be fine they'll, they'll survive unfortunately but they're uh, they've done some damage like to themselves big time there's I loads mean, of people saying they're going to boycott the games and stuff but you know it's a strange it's not I'm not joking when I say this but it's just it's a gamble they took. Oh, they took a gamble, and sadly, it didn't work for them. Well, but I, I mean, sadly for them, but not sadly for the gamer. Well, it, it is a bit sadly for for the gamer as well because if you wanted it, I heard the first Battlefield uh, Battlefront was was an okay game, just let down by repetition and um, had no depth to it. Yeah. It, you might have heard that from my mouth. <laughs> well, there was the general consensus. It was. Apparently, the second one does a lot to... You know, it goes along... It makes a few decisions yeah. along the right... It looks, looks beautiful. Like That's the most frustrating thing it's Well, that's got. what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, it, it is bad for the game, I think, because they've tried this... They've ruined what could have been a good game. Yeah. To us, perhaps. Absolutely. And but now I'll ask you this question: Would you ever buy it? No. Why would you not buy it though? Be- well, because of everything that's happened, but so, also yeah. because I don't like the look of the game. Really. All right. But m- m- mainly because fuck them. Really, <laughs> 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 there was um, an interesting Red Dwarf. Are you watching a new series of Red Dwarf? Um, I find it's funny. I just went back and watched a few old ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can watch them anymore, like the new ones anymore. It's quite good, you know. They, they, is it? Yeah, they've just gone back to not fucking about and just telling a story every episode, and it was all quite right. good. But there was one episode I watched when this was all kicking off called MCOR. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about a big organization who have purchased the Earth and have hold a monopoly over everything. Uh, they install like a perception filter on Lister, so you can't see anything that isn't. Owned or manufactured by MCO. Oh, class, yeah. It includes the crew and everybody. Uh, but he can use credits to purchase time with different crew members and get painkillers and stuff like that and actually force pain upon him so that he's got no choice but to buy painkillers to get rid of the pain. <laughs> um, so it was like, it was quite. The Black Mirror kind of story, that. Like. Yeah, definitely. It was really, it was quite horrifying, actually. Uh, but it was a bit of foreshadowing of our potential futures, but hopefully not. But it was that was actually well. It was a good episode. I think the whole series of Red Dwarf was really good. All right, actually, I but, might give that a go then. Yeah, you might, but I'm going to miss. Time. I'm going to have to miss out like a lot of the other ones because I've tried them and I'm not enjoyed them. You mentioned Black Mirror, 29th of December, six new episodes. I Can't believe. wait. That the class. Have I, you had enough of that game yet? I'll tell you what I think of uh, Gremlins Two: The yes, New please. Batch and the um, the Nez. I would say. It's a lot more... There's a lot more happening. It goes for a more... It's a lot more complicated than the Atari one. Yeah. But in terms of fun, I think the Atari one's much better. Mm-hmm. This one, it, I, I think the control and the viewpoint... The viewpoint is overhead, but at the same time, it's got a bit of isometric crack going on. Yeah. I think it's real. It's really... Detrimental to the gameplay. I, I generally think the Atari 5200 was more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Gremlins one was better than this one. Well, it, 
I mean, I've watched a lot of um, mainly James talk about the Nairs, and we we don't have that like misty-eyed nostalgia at the Nairs games when we play them. And I've listened to a lot of American podcasts openly just slagging off like the Commodore and the Spectrum and stuff like that. Yeah, fine. I mean, it's hard to like say look at Mario compared to what we were playing. Yeah, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff on the Nairs, and this highlights it, which. They don't like kind of just say right hardware wise the game can't run this. There's flickering, there's which happens on a lot of NES games. There's the scrolling where it builds up funny. That's a NES trope where I'm sure somebody who had a NES would just be like, oh, that happens all the time. That's the charm. Yeah, that's mm. a charm. Like a Commodore games blocky or or Spectrum games like got well Spectrum games shit. <laughs> 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 but that's my point. Like these people who are trying to be critical and. Because I've heard some podcasts, American podcasts, where they say, I don't know how British people played on a com- like on them 8-bit machines. Uh-huh. I don't know how they do it. We were paying like a quid or two quid for a game. This game that I've just played here would have been 40 quid yeah. back then. <laughs> back crazy. then. It's crazy, isn't it? And so I don't know if this is that much better than some of the stuff I was playing on my 8-bit machine. Uh-huh. And I know the NES is a loved console and it's got some great games on it. But that, that to me isn't really a very... It's bland and boring. Yeah. You get lost a lot. Not the attractive. controls just... The music. Yep. Fuck it. Not me. Not a fan. And it's not a Christmas game as well. <laughs> so there I am. Hopelessly lost. Middle of the night. Middle of the woods. Middle of the winter, up to my nuts in snow. All my cans of G&T had run out and I had no more bananas. I was starting to get desperate. Hang on, I thought. I've had an idea. I'll use my tracks to navigate, thus leaving a trail and finding my way to safety. So I'm walking along through this eternal night and I realise that there's always a figure walking just up ahead, a shadow. Come on, Bobby, not far now, Grandad. Come on, Bobby, not far now, you can do it, Bobby. Just a bit further, Grandad, is it you? I'm thinking that can't be right. He's been dead for years. Come on, Bobby, good lad. Just a bit further, so I'll keep going, and as planned, every time I think I'm crossing me on tracks, I know I've gone the wrong way, and I turn back, and thus, find my way through to safety. After a little while, as dawn was breaking, I heard a sound. And I look up. And I see it's a rescue helicopter. Look, Grandad, look. They've come for us. Grandad? He's nowhere to be seen. I'm, I'm there all alone in the wood. I look up and a winch comes down. Figure comes down and it's Ross. And he straps us on, takes us up into the helicopter. And there's Tom piloting the copter, looking brave and strong, as always. And they say, okay, is there anybody else with you, Bobby? I say, well, there's 
me granddad and they go who's that and i've got nothing nothing a can of bean i mean by that point i had gone a bit mad to tell you the truth i was walking around in the snow yet i felt really hot i'd stripped down to me primark pants you know at one point i even set them alight so i don't know if i'm a trustworthy witness anyway we took off well, we were already in the air, we kept flying, we got higher, we're heading off to civilization. We look down and by the grey light of dawn, we can see all my tracks in the snow. And we can see that they're actually forming letters. We see that those letters actually make the words, I said to the lads, I went, what's the bloody chances of that? Sounds of home alone. Obviously. THQ? Aye. Shit. Oh. I miss THQ, you know. Yeah, they're, they're gone now, though. You might not miss them so much after playing that, I think. Yeah. So, this is Home Alone on the snares. Okay. Great to be out of the slammer, Harry. Uh, yeah, you, you said it, Marv. Did you round up the gang? Are we ready? I fixed everything. What about the brat? Is he home alone? Not for long. Ha <laughs> ha, sinister. I've been waiting a long time for this, all that stuff. Jewels, VCRs, TVs. And toys. I want that kid's toys. Okay, okay, but first we grab their gold, jewels and silver. Enough gabbing. Which the appear to have Let's a lot Let's do it. Of. Yeah, the image in the background had some nice... um. Lights on it. Oh, there's Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. The Culkin is, uh, I think Simon called him last episode. I just picked up some jewels. He's got a massive big baseball shirt on the wall with the number one on it. Yeah, that's because you've, there's four levels to the game. Hang on a second. Sorry. Is this Ross's spotlight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I finished the Ross game. Ross is Christmas spotlight. Ah. Ross is Christmas spotlight. Might finish bad, son. I love a bit of Christmas spotlight. Yeah, I do. Do you too? Yes, you do. Mm. Can I get the ball opener back? Please? Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, of course you can. There you go. I'm just playing the game. How dare you play the game? The game. Play the game. <laughs> so. Home alone for the snares. Whoa, I've got a water going and I'm squirting this guy who's it's just hanging around the house. It's inappropriate, isn't it? The noise. You can't kill him, by the way. But, oh, and then he's still... Is that supposed to be one of the bad guys, like? Yeah, that's another thing I want to say. Oh, um, I just went down the, the trash chute. Yeah, it's not the trash chute. Oh, is that where you dump all your jewels? Well, maybe it is the trash chute. So the, what you've got to do on the game is, the first level, right, you bum around the house, picking up jewels. So the top right-hand corner of the screen, there's a picture of how many jewels there is to pick up. Like, how many they want you to pick up. And the other thing next to it is a picture of Kevin's sack. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Kevin's sack isn't that big. It can only carry only a certain amount. So you carry, I think it's 10, then you have to go to that chute that you're describing, which you put, what you empty Kevin's sack 
He's the contents of his sack down there. And when you bang your head off the ceiling, it bounces around. Yeah, that's quite funny, isn't it? So the game basically is, the first level, you've got to bum around jewels. That's what you've got to pick. You've got to, you've got to get, is it 40 or 30 jewels? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's 22. A two, the level's two floors. There's um, some stairs at the end, which lets you go down them. There's a few of the wet bandits, which is weird because in the film there's only two of them, but in this version there appears to be more. Like later on, there's a one that hides a high, rather yeah. like odd job out of James Bond. Who throws his shoe? Yep. That was an uh, Austin Powers reference. Thanks. It doesn't look like anything like the house from the film. Whoa! Oh, oh, you killed this in two shots, and now it's a picture of Kevin going, oh no, with his hands up. Oh, yeah, because later on, so the level is split up with like, you've got to get all them jewels, put them into the basement. That's where it is. Yeah. There's a big vault in the basement as well. Yeah, Why is there's there a, a door. Vault? There's a door later on that unlocks when yeah. a cage is the PS next to it, once you've got the, the right amount of jewels. So once that happens, you go into the basement and then it turns into like a kind of um, scrolling kind of... I can't, I can't think of... Well, yeah, well... Basically, you've got to evade the vermin that lives down in the bloody basement. Uh, rats and that. Well, there's rats, yeah. Pickle Rick! There's oh, mass no. of spiders yeah. and ghosts later on. Oh, right. And after the first level, the second, third, fourth... And fifth, it's there's a boss. Yeah. But the bosses all just have the same. Um, it's the same screen basically, where there's this big, heavy implement in the middle of the basement. And see, on one of them, you got to kill a spider. Basically, you got to knock the heavy implement to fall on the spider. And at that point, there's a hell of a lot of trial and error, and I was quick saving it a lot. Uh -huh. And there's points where you die, and obviously I was just bringing the quick save back. So every time I was dying, that sound was coming up, yeah. which is the picture of Kevin screaming and going ah. That'll teach you to mess with the wet bandits, you little punk. Yep. You said it, Marv. And he's got him hung up on the hook on the back of the door. Well, that's a bit. I died. I'm dead. So there you go. So there's, as I say, there's four levels in the game. The uh -huh. first one is jewels. That's where you got to get up. Oh, I didn't know you could switch your weapon. Yeah, you pick up a catapult later on and there's yeah, I just a... got one out of the drawer there. Later on, there's a rifle that he picks up. Get in. I but do you not think that's a bit... It doesn't kill them. Well, these stones are just bouncing off this mad gun. Yeah, it just it's basically the same as the water pistol. Now, if I was going to make a home loan game, I would just It would put, not be anything like this. I mean, uh, Simon said in the in last year's Christmas special, I'm sure he said if there was going to be a home loan game, imagine how good it would be these days. Mm -hmm. Whoa, I've just killed one of them with a trophy. A quick look on Wikipedia, the other versions, like on the, um, the NES and stuff, followed a similar um, formula where you did have to barricade the house... But I had a quick look on Wikipedia. It was the snares one that I shined my spotlight on. <laughs> oh, there's something. There's a bag of money in the toilet. That's that makes sense. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Is that nutcracker. There's a weird thing that happens on this level. I don't know if you've if it's happened to you yet. 
So you're just wandering around picking up money and, uh-huh. and jewels. They're just like next to paintings. You jump up next to a painting. And at one point you go in the toilet and there's one in the fucking system and shit like yeah. that, right? Later on you get to this point where there's a table. And the table is just... You could easily jump on this table. But for one reason or another, you can't jump on the table. Right. And there's a jewel on the table. Right. So do you know what you do? What? You jump up and down on the spot which moves the jewel... F- further across the table and drops down. What a weird use of physics, like early early physics in a game. Well, there's bits in the game as well where you've got to knock a bowling ball on top of the yeah, wet bandits or, like, past that. or get them on, like, to walk on these nails and stuff. And that reminds me of, um, have you ever played the um, the Simpsons games, Bart versus the Space Oh, Marines? yeah, yeah. Right. Them kind of weird... It's hard to put into words unless you've played one of them games. The, the way, like... It has an, it has a logic to it which is like, it's quite baffling really. Uh huh. But oh, anyway, they happen later on in the game. Uh huh. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of an inoffensive platformer, I suppose, um, attached to a very very successful license. What shocked me was how short the game was. Yeah. Real like. Four levels and it's over with. And uh-huh. um, I know it's got like a scoreboard that you could. I mean, would you <gasps> want it? Next challenge. Next community challenge. <laughs> uh, well, I would I? Uh, no, no, I'm not doing that. The point. I know I always say this and people might get sick of this, but if you had a SNES and you just played Super Mario World uh-huh. and then you play that. Yeah. It, for starters, the cartridge would have been quite expensive. Yeah. And it's got. It's really short and it's not a very good game, is it, really? Yeah. I mean, it's inoffensive, but it's... Is it worth 40 quid? No. I'll tell you that now. I've got 10 jewels to find somewhere in this fucking house. I'll give it another minute. Try just jumping around, just jumping all the time. Like, as long as it's safe. Oh, and one of the levels, you know the stuff you've got to collect? What? It's pets. Oh. See, it's the same rinse repeat gameplay. Oh, You're picking this... up pets, putting them in your sack, and then hoying them down into the basement. This is a bit with a table. Oh, you got to that bit, are you? Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Explain to me the logic. Like, that only happens once in the entire game oh, as well, you know? That's weird. That's weird. I did it, though. I clocked it. Yeah, I would. Oh. I've got to admit, like, it, it's quite intuitive. You kind of know what you've got to do. Yeah. But it's not fun or anything. No. I didn't enjoy it at all. Can you imagine if you had loads of pets on a wing door and then you just hide them into a basement together? And oh, into a... a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Right, well, I think I've had me fill of this game. Is that the end of your spotlight? Yeah, um, just the end screen was a lot of crap digitised graphics and then terrible little windows where it's low resolution... Where, like, the mother's hugging them and the speech oh, bubbles. That happens lovely. in between every level as well. Oh, lovely. When they're reunited. Yeah, they were. Oh. The worst mother in all of film no. history, yeah. It's happened again. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't wait to get on to um, Home Alone 2, which last year you and Simon said to me was one of the greatest... Christmas movies ever made? Well, I prefer the first one. Do you? Yeah, I do prefer the first one, but Simon said he much preferred the second one. I turned it off. I, I couldn't watch. Wow. And that was me and Louise said turn it off. Holy shit. 
it that is shocking done nothing for me like. let's move on to that Rod Snyder oh before we move on to that though that's the end of Ross's Christmas Spotlight did you enjoy Ross's Christmas Spotlight so Christmassy so snowy <laughs> all the presents are under the tree Ross's Spotlight at the top of the tree the same tree with the Christmas presents underneath nice analogy Christmas Spotlight at the top can I just spotlight rip up my notes for that spent ages writing by the way that's fine can I just finish my song yeah, Rasa Spotlight. There you go. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, just because in that kind of scenario, it was hard to like read all these like this brilliant, hilarious review I'd written. Have you not read out your review? Nah. Are you kidding? Uh, I, I I tailored it for the um, scenario that were. Did you see everything that you wanted to see about Home Alone? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will listen back and email you any responses. <laughs> Lost in New York. Lovely bit of music, that, innit? Concept and design. Don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, it started up. Terrible picture of someone on the phone. This is the concierge of the Plaza Hotel. It doesn't look like anybody in the film. It's, isn't that supposed to be... What's his name? It. What's yeah, it called? I'm alerting other hotels. There's a little vagabond using credit cards. Why was he so obsessed with that? I don't I know. know. His name, dot, 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 Kevin McAllister. <laughs> That's how it sounds. Five from. feet of trouble. Ready hair, blue eyes. You got it. Calling for, the, so it's the wet band. It's calling for lefty, oh, I'm not even watching this. Fuck it. The Plaza Hotel, 12.30 p.m. Well, the graphics, is he going to hear this? Have you played this? No. Has he got telekinesic powers? Maybe. <laughs> it's so ugly, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a bit surreal, so there's a case. Oh, I've got a gun. I'm pretty sure AVGN did a, a, an episode on, on oh, this. Oh, did he? I think, I think so. He slides on his knees, doesn't he, like he does in the film. That's his special move. What is it? The old knee slide. What's the point of that gun? What's it doing? Nailed by lots of things. Jesus, everyone's against you? 
Honestly, this game, I can't believe this is on the same console as like bloody Mario or. Um, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's fucking bizarre. Like the the. Right, just to describe the enemies here, right? I paused it to try and explain one of the enemies. It's a mop that seems. To, I don't know. If someone's got carry type powers. It was just like. Raising and lowering a mop. Uh -huh. That's the enemy. Right. A wet mop. Yeah. Oh, and a man, a fat man, in a bloody raincoat is just smashing everything. And I've died. Oh, this is terrible, this. Oh, no. Oh, so, it's so the perfect Christmas game. This would be the one that redeems the whole segment. Well, no, I thought Gremlins was fair enough. Yeah. Honestly, we've gone backwards. We should have ended with that. This is unfair. That's what I hate <laughs> about this game. Unfairly shit. I hate games that are unfair. What am I going to do against it? It doesn't teach you anything. No. Why is this... Who's this guy with the moustache? It's probably Roy Schneider. Rob Schneider. It's not Rob Schneider. That was one of the reasons... The guy with the moustache. No, I do. I do prefer the first Home Alone film. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I would. I would turn off the second one though. Yeah, I did. See, that's quite dramatic. Amblin Entertainment, isn't it? Was it? Was it? Christopher Columbus, wasn't it? That directed that. He, he did. Yeah. Didn't he direct the the first um, Harry Potter movies? Oh, right. Very possibly. I just. I wasn't getting anything out of it, really. What about the pigeon lady? Did you not find her to be a rather endearing character? No. no. <laughs> was that the woman out of bread? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, and she was in casualty as well. Was it her? Yeah, yeah. Bread. <laughs> Ooh, With gotta fucking... get up, gotta get up. <laughs> With that chicken, what was it, a chicken cookie jar or something like that? Or a chicken egg holder? Do you remember it? That I was do, like yeah. The, the... That's where they put all the bread, man. Ah, the money. fuck on bread. Bread is slang for money. Yes. Um, what am I meant to be doing here? I'm at the very end, and I'm just avoiding suitcases that are getting fired out of a, um, a lift whilst waiting for another lift. Am I waiting for it? I don't know. Right, yeah. Well, have you got this bit? Nah, I haven't had a play yet. I haven't tried All it. right. What the fuck? I <laughs> Ross has got his uh, confused face on. I don't like this. Like, let me have a blast then. See if I can fucking clock it. This is the bit I'm at, so I'm throwing you a bit of the deep end. I also think there's only two buttons that do anything. I'm just gonna restart it. Oh, you got pizza though. Pizza looks like Pac-Man. It's got the, teeth. Well, the pizza's in the first game as well. You yeah. Collect bits yeah, of pizza to get an extra layer. He looks more like Macaulay Culkin though, the sprite. He's mm. got a green jacket on and stuff. So, Ross, do you want to tell me about, while I play, do you want to tell me about your recent D&D experience? Yes, um, Circle of Friends, um, Liam and Rob, who, this is a weird thing to say on a podcast, but you know when you're in a, when you're in a relationship yes. as a couple, there tends to be friends who are more, like, centric towards, do you know what I mean? You know through your partner. Uh -huh. So I know these through me like Louise but uh, they were talking about 
D&D and I was thinking oh, I really would love to play D&D at yeah. some point in my life and uh, um, uh, God bless Liam he managed to sell it to fucking Louise and to our sister Claire and to a friend Amanda Yeah. so we started playing D&D um, so I've had two sessions oh really and Liam's the uh, the dungeon master and he's keeping it quite light so he's, a dungeon, he's the dungeon master every time Yes. All right. He he's the one coming up with the scenario. It's Tane to me just man to do it. Really? You don't I don't think you appreciate how much work No, I thought it would all be written. Oh no, no. Yeah. He's it's 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 really fun actually. The first night we've done it it will probably took longer than he he thought it would take. Yeah. He's as I say he is keeping it quite simple. One highlight of the first session was a uh, Liam describing an area that we'll wake up in. We'll wake up in a room. Yeah. There's all these beds. We're tied to these beds. Oh, dear. Right? And he's like, there's torches on the wall. Later on, Louise, God bless her, says, well, we're fighting some goblin. Louise says, we'll pick up a torch and throw that at him. Later on, in this scenario, Amanda went, eh, <laughs> do the torches use batteries? Like she did, she thought they were like actual torches. Oh right, so it was flame and torch. Yeah. <laughs> oh bless. Well, her. it's olden times, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> also later on, where like one of the chief baddies was trying to uh, seduce some of the characters to join the evil side, uh-huh. and it was the two girls who wanted to do it. Uh, was it? Very it, interesting. Um, I'm a uh, half orc, half human female barbarian, and I'm loving it. So when you say it was the girls that wanted to do it with the girls, as in Lou and... It was Lou and Amanda, because Claire didn't play the first time, but she appeared the second time. Because we've played two sessions now. Uh-huh. But basically, the first scenario was a guy called the Houndmaster. Spoilers, lads. And uh, he he basically wanted to, like... He wanted to use his bait for his dogs. By the way, the same dogs that I tried cutting up the, uh, the goblin... And feeding the dead bits of the goblin to the dogs to try and get them on my side, but right. it didn't work. The goblin is that who was the goblin? He was with uh, Captor. Oh, right, he was okay. the one with who kicked kicked his ass basically. So do you know what you had to do? Or you not? Do you not know yet? The first scenario was just a simple one of we we'll walk up, we we'll got a kit. You know, we've got these like again. This is all down to Liam, so I don't know how much he's pilfering from other ideas, but. We we'll wake up in a in a basement downstairs, and uh, it's a single room, all tied to the bed, and we've got these metal things on my neck. We don't know who we are. After beating the goblin, we'll go out the room and we'll find Kit for each each one. Okay. So that's where he used the idea to pick who we wanted to be. Oh, you know, like okay. what um, character class and yeah. whatnot. So we all picked what character class. Well, I picked mine, but the other people were stuck, so he just made them roll for it. Yes. All right, okay. So then later on, we went up the stairs and we fought the Houndmaster, and that was the end of the first scenario. By the way, that story lasted three hours. Okay, now, it sounds class-like. It sounds really, really I think you would really enjoy it. I think. How does it work? Like, do you, if you said you cut up the goblin and, and fed it to the, you said, oh, "I'll feed this to the thingy." Does he just decide on the spot whether that works or not, or is it written? Because you could just come up with anything, couldn't you? Well, that's that's the beauty about it. And I said that after the game that uh, that's what I really admired about it. After playing games, 
and especially like we're in an age now where you you know stuff like Mass Effect or Fallout and stuff. They buy the borrow so heavily from D and D. So you know in them games as always you, you tunnel down a particular route. In me way I am trying my best to try and like break the rules. But the thing about it is what happens is so that was scenario one. Scenario two, there was a bit where we'll come to the we'll go outside the mansion, want a quest. We'll wander through the um the forest and we get to a a, a massive big statue. The statue has it's a woman with a sword in one hand and a um like a ball in the other hand, and we'll find out that blood. If you put blood into the ball, mm-hmm. something happens. Okay. From a long-winded thing that happens, we'll put blood in the ball, and an apparition tells us something. Okay. So we're getting a big long fight, and then afterwards, I think, well, I wonder if put more blood in the ball, give another piece of advice. Uh-huh. Bearing in mind, when the character put blood in the ball, she lost a hit point. I thought, well, we've just beat some of these people. I'll cut off his head and I'll hoy it into the ball because the ball's quite high up and that took a lot of ball ache, by the way. So you've got to roll for it, like. You've got to roll for it, yeah. And now this is, like, as I say, he's keeping it really light. But at the minute, we've got this kind of understanding that if it's a one it can be bad it is always going to be really bad and if it's 20 it's always like something awesome uh-huh. so for instance the example he used is you're coming out of a tree you need to come out the tree you've got to roll for it so that's the thing where it it's you asking could i just see anything mm-hmm. well he takes in so say you try to flirt with a god and you are this super ugly person, you'd have to roll for it, but he would also take that into account. Right. So you'd have to get a really high number. Mm-hmm. If you got a 20, then you would succeed, but a 1, you would feel yeah, badly. So in this case, the hoying the head into the, the ball to put more blood in, one of the girls thinks she's a black elf, right. so she, <laughs> she talks <laughs> like she's got an American accent. Right. And I says, well, she'd be good at basketball. (laughs) So I give her the head Uh and she bums around and hoys it in. So he says, right, you give her, you throw the head to Amanda, roll for it. And I got a one, didn't I? Uh. And that caused loads of shit. So that's... That was just you passing it as well. Yeah, that's the... (laughs) The penalisation of, like, these ideas can be your roles. Mm -hmm. Also, at an early level fights go on for fucking ages uh-huh. because if you've got like um, an armor of 20 eh, an armor of 10 I've got to roll above 10 uh-huh. to beat that and when you're rolling the dice if you're not getting if you're only getting like 8s and 9s you're not going to be able to yeah. to beat the armor class but um, he's wanting to play a blood ball at some time and oh, I know yeah. you so maybe he's in the future me and you could uh, yeah, have a definitely. go at that uh, oh. To be honest, I'd absolutely love to have a go with the D and D as well. I think. Right. Awesome. Well, next time. Next time, obviously, the next like game that you do, well, if you if you want to start up a new one or something like that. Well, no, he, he introduced Claire into the into the mix. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he could do it. You see, it gets to a point where there's too many people playing, yeah, and that's where it could be problematic because everyone's got ideas, and then he has to build the scenario around that. Mm-hmm. What I like about it is Liam. Obviously, he's the. D- the dungeon master and he's tailoring a whole experience 
Rob's played it before, but he's he's on our team. But he's picked a norm, and he's got a little kind of sw- like his scenario is he's terrible at everything and stuff. Mm. But I know he's good at. I know he he plays it regularly, and he knows a lot more than us. Right. But he's just happily sitting back and letting us like make these mistakes. Yeah. And, but he'll guide with a bit. I I think it's really good fun. Yeah. No, I'd like to try that out sometime. Yeah, and it's what I what I would say is it's very unlike. I've played games for years. Games that are trying to go for the D&D idea and fighting in, like, say, World of Warcraft and stuff like that, it does the dice rolls behind the scenes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the idea of trying to break it, like what you say, there was once when I was in a fight and I tried to, like, get... Somebody... He rolled. Liam rolled. And he got a one. Mm -hmm. And because of that, one of the henchmen accidentally hit another person... With oh, his arrow. Right. Yeah. So after that, when I roll, before I rolled, instead of hitting someone or having a fight, carry on the fight that was going on, I said, well, what about I talk to that guy who's just hit him uh-huh. and say, why not join, join us? <laughs> and I rolled for charisma and I got too low and it didn't work. But that's it the thing work, where yeah. you can do these things as long as thinking out the box. Yeah. I like that the way it's, it's not uh, totally linear. Like there's 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 room for manoeuvre and stuff and, and using your own your the knowledge that you've built up over the years of playing these games and thinking of the different circumstances, the different eventualities and mm-hmm. the different things that you could do. Like if I was in this circumstance, if I'd developed this game, I maybe would have give this option that doesn't exist. So it's given you the chance to actually in the, the dungeon master's gotta think on the fly and stuff. How oh, you like the sound of it? Yeah, there was times where there's been one or two times where I've looked at Liam and he's like, Oh fuck, I haven't <laughs> like this eventuality. Like I'm when you roll a warning, he's like, I've gotta penalise you for that, uh-huh. but I don't know what the how do. Yeah. But yeah. You lose your limbs. Yeah. <laughs> just you just fall to the ground. You've had a seizure. <laughs> Not class. Well hit me up. Hit me up sometime, yeah? Definitely, yeah. Cool, that's closing up part two of the Christmas special. What do you want to say about those games? Um, Just like Christmas, most of them are shit. Ah, Christmas, yeah, fuck. God, ugh. What, what, I mean, we've said it before, the, the best one was the simplest one. Yeah. What, what's your opinion? I agree, totally. Gremlins on the fi- Atari 5200 was the most playable game. Uh, the Gremlins 2 was the overhead where you played... Mowgli or whatever he's called. Mowgli. And That's a jungle was, book, isn't it? Yeah, it was just pretty ugly. A bit like shit. Mm-hmm. Like why did he in the film he puts the thingy around his head and like, gets a little makes a little bow and arrow out of the 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 staples. Yeah. Or the uh, sorry the Rambo parody, yeah. Yeah. The, the what they call paper clips and the thingy. Why does he do that in the game? In what fact did, that's at the end of the game, so he might do. But that know. was that should be the whole game, really, him kicking ass for those. They just pushed them too far. <laughs> says, uh, you're right, yeah, that would have been a better game. Yeah. I feel like a better game wouldn't have been being Gizmo. Mogwart, yeah, yeah, Gizmo, yeah, that's right, yeah, Gizmo. I think the Home Alone ones, the Mr. Trick, where they could have just made it you like a spy versus spy thing where you're setting up traps mm-hmm. and you've got to set up. A lot like um, that, that one we talked about on the Serial Killer special, it's the 2D where the, you've got time to set up traps. I can't remember what it's called. It's like maybe summer camp, something. I don't know. But you've got to set up traps waiting for the killer to come in. And then when the killer comes in, if you set the traps up... You mentioned that indie game, yeah. Yeah. Like, that would be a better version of it. But 
I think everything back then was if you've got the license for a video game, you just make a fucking platformer. Yeah. Everything, Jurassic Park and everything, all of them were just platformers. I, I, I feel like it's funny because I probably sunk. I mean, this is this is telling because the more you put time into something, sometimes you can see like a kind of rough charm to it. But the first one, to me, seemed a hell of a lot better than the second one. The second one just seemed like loads of nuts craziness. I know, just but going you could on. slide. You could slide in the second one. All oh, right, yeah. By the way, I got to the lift and I couldn't get out of that. Bit. What was, was the crack? What were you, you could you could slide and break the suitcases when you got a hundred. Oh, could you? Yeah, but I was doing. Do you think you had to slide into the the no. open? No, because the light was flashing on the lift, and I don't know it wouldn't work. I just thought you had a weird there, so I was mm. jumping. You were talking, and I was just jumping up and down, yeah. thinking, yeah, fuck "When's this going to end?" Plus Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is a computer sprite. Oh my god. Have you seen that Rod Schneider's got this Netflix kind of program that on the pa- on paper looks like Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, no. Where it's like the pressure of being Rob Schneider, like oh. walking down the street, people are going to look at you must and go... Must be tough. <laughs> well, it must be. I bet you it gets a lot of people spitting at him. <laughs> cool. Well, I enjoyed that. Shall we take another break? Quick break, come back for the third part. Yes. We're going to talk about escape rooms and our top games, movies, and games. And it's a kind and of Games like... and movies and games and movies and TV shows. Yeah. Cool. Review of the year. Review of the year. And we might do a quick review of 2017 at the end of it as well. Sound good? Yes, boss. <laughs> Just a quick reminder that you are listening to... God, God Gremlins on the Atari 5200. Oh, why are you subjecting me to that? Because it's great, man. I bet it isn't. I'm telling you. It's really good. 